Today we discuss the creepy phenomenon of shadow people. We'll start by talking about how they became so well-known and popular thanks to our old friend, Art Bell. We'll learn about Harley Reagan and discuss some possibilities as to why people see or think they see these shadowy figures. Finally, we'll close the show by reading some personal experiences people have shared over the years. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you're one of those people who are afraid of their own shadow, stick around. Maybe it's not your own shadow after all. This is Necronomapod. So was it last year or two years ago where we kind of sort of started touching on this subject on Patreon? We did a uh, an episode on sleep paralysis. Yeah. And I think scary. We, we just kind of dipped our toes in the water of shadow people and what they might have to do with that. And look at this. They did so well. Now they get their own Sunday show. <laughs> Graduated to the big leagues, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really creepy stuff. The, the sleep paralysis one is, is creepy. And then this yeah. is a whole new new element to it you yourself had your own sleep paralysis story i had a few experiences maybe true maybe maybe they i was dreaming them i don't know mm. but i've never had an experience with shadow people or yeah, that person sitting on your chest type feeling and anything like that have you ever seen something out of the corner of your eye that throws you off yes that, that happens ha- to me that happens to me all the time too but i also like i'm getting really shitty eyes now like i have really bad stigmatism i've I realized. And mm. so now I just think it's my eyes fucked yeah. up too. But I see it on, on a regular basis too. Like my office during the day, just to the, my periphery on the left is the window out back. And I see stuff all the time and I go, Oh, it's a fucking bird. Like it's not shadow people. So if you close your blinds, no problem, pal. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's good advice. But your mind thinks it's somebody walking by. Cause that's, you're not seeing a whole picture and that's what it seems like. Yeah. But then you look, there's nothing there, and then, oh, there's a bird flying away. Right. And it's much creepier when it happens, like, in your house. You know, like, you look up. Like, That's a whole different there. story, yeah. Yeah. One time I've experienced something like that where I was laying in bed reading a book. I was tired, and right past the door, I swore I saw Angie walk by. Mm. And I got up, and I'm like, did you just walk by the door? She was out in the kitchen. She's like, no, I didn't walk. I've been down here the whole time. I swore it was mm. a person mm. walked past the door. Or she's just fucking with it. Maybe. She <laughs> could have been. Either way, it's creepy, right? It freaked you out. But it was just out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. You know, real quick. You don't have time to focus and actually get a sense of what you actually saw. Right. Maybe it's just that's what I thought. That's yeah. why they do it that way. It's their plan. Like, I'm not going to get in front of him. I'm going to sneak right. around and flank him so he doesn't really know what he's looking at. And be real quick so that you don't have time to, to look over. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different explanations here. None that fit everything. I think you can explain away probably, a, I don't know, a, a better than a majority of them, but not, not all of them. Yeah. Not all interesting. Yeah. There's something going on here. I would say, well, we'll get into it later, but I think there's something more going on with like the hat man phenomena. 
And why is it always the, the stove stovepipe hat? Yeah. I think there's something more specific going on there. It's like the Babadook. Yeah. That's what it reminds you of. The fucking Babadook. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> this is a good movie. Holy shit. Well, and we'll get to some, like, the personal accounts we're going to get to at the end of this one. You get a kind of a different, I mean, they're all kind of similar, but they all have a few, like, you know, different experiences. So right. we'll cover them with that. Unfortunately, none of those people admitted to doing DMT beforehand. They did not. Yeah, that would have been a fun story. <laughs> we should do a DMT episode. That would be a fun story. Whew. It'd just be a completely uncensored episode. Yeah. Good chance someone doesn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. My brain can handle something yeah, like that. Maybe that's that, not dude. for you. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it lasts like 10 minutes, right? It's real quick. I'm not sure. So we start an episode, we we do some DMT, we have the experience, and then we're back to close the episode out. Yeah. <laughs> Be back right away. Then it's you can start the show. It's just like out. us three staring at the wall. There's, there's no audio. <laughs> People are like, what are these fucking morons doing? <laughs> so, all right, well, let's get into it. Starting at the beginning with the modern day interpretation of shadow people, because this goes back in history. This isn't like a new phenomena. Um nor is it just this this country either, right? It's no. It's kind of a worldwide thing. Yeah, like ancient Hebrew. Mm -hmm. They called them shades. And they were more like ghosts, but it was the same concept, like this really mm -hmm. black shadow figure. The Choctaw Indian tribe, they have a whole thing on shadow people. Theirs gets really specific, though. It gets into like where... You, man has a shadow inside him and a shadow outside that follows. And there's like a lot of lore that goes along with theirs. I think a lot of the paranormal stuff in this country derives from native American lore, right? A good chunk of that yeah. stuff that we've talked about. I think we've discussed that before too, just how it all kind of stems back in some way. Like that's not strange to them. Those like, that's part of um, their historical stories and, and whatnot. I cannot remember the name off the top of my head, but the Choctaw tribe, they have a specific name for shadow people and they won't say that word out loud. It's like skinwalkers. Hmm. They won't, they won't talk about them. It's like Voldemort. Yeah. Can't be named. <laughs> Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> but the modern day popularity of shadow people was kicked off by art bell of course it was <laughs> back in 2001 he's the man <laughs> on april 12th 2001 art was hosting coast to coast and he had on a guest named thunder strikes also known as harley swift deer reagan uh, a week prior to the show art had received an email from a listener detailing their experience with a shadow person so art dedicated a whole show to the subject and through whatever means he found and brought on this guy named Thunderstrikes to educate the masses on shadow people. Thunderstrikes. Yep. Shadow people north of the Mason-Dixon <laughs> line, you're on the air. That would have been awesome. A shadow people open line. If you're a shadow person, give us a call. <laughs> I know you don't have a mouth, but... I are first-time caller. Oh, you're not a shadow person? <laughs> Hangs up on him. It's a longer clip, but it's a really good Art Bell clip. It's like a classic... I don't even remember now. It was, oh, it was at least a week, a week and a half ago, I had a caller who said, Art, I see shadow people. You know, like, I see dead people. I see shadow people. And 
that began a chain of events that's leading to the show that we're just now going to do. I think we all have experienced this. Well, maybe not, maybe not all. As you know, I began the program Dreamland years and years and years ago. And I wrote the intro to Dreamland. You remember the intro to Dreamland? You remember things seen in the corner of your eye, peripheral vision? Well, I put that in there because it's one, to me, has always been one of life's great unexplained mysteries. There seem to be things that you will see moving in your peripheral vision every now and then. I mean, it's just like, what the hell was that? It moved. And you look, and there's not, nothing there. Well, that's why I put that into the intro of Dreamland. And now, we got the call, what, a week and a half ago, I said, something like that. And the person said, you know, Art, uh, not only do I see them from the corner of my eye, but I'm beginning to see what I call shadow people clad in dark uh, garb with usually, you know, with some kind of uh, a cover over their head, a shroud or something. And I'm seeing them straight on, Art. Well, that began the avalanche. I got no less than uh, 4,500 4,500 people bothered to sit down and email me long stories of what they've been seeing. Here's just a little sample. Art, I know you've received thousands of emails regarding the shadow people, but here's another one. I've seen what I could only describe as black outlines shaped like people at night, almost always in a semi-sleeping state. They've terrified me since I was 10 years old and I'm 35 now. First time I saw them, I was 10 years of age. There were four of them in the room. I panicked, tried to run out of my bedroom and kept flinging myself against my bedroom door trying to push it open when it opened to the inside. <laughs> this happened in the middle of the night and my poor mother wanted to take me to a therapist when it repeatedly occurred. Once, after rearranging my bedroom furniture, I saw one and got up to run out of the room and ended up in my closet instead. Wrong door. Needless to say, this has been rather disconcerting to my mother, ex-husband, and current husband. Since I was a child of ten, my mother would come into the room because I was screaming in the middle of the night. She said my eyes were open. I appeared awake, but I was incoherent, terrified. First time I read Whitley Strieber's transformation, I began to wonder if I was perhaps being visited by aliens. So, and, and it goes on and on. It's a long story. Or, uh, dear art. I can't help but write this email to you. The subject has plagued me my entire life, and until I heard your program last week, I had no name for my, in quotes, difficulties. During my childhood, even from birth, my parents and friends noticed that I knew things or saw people that no one else saw. At nighttime, I remember sitting in bed and holding conversations with people inside my bedroom. They'd come to me, and sometimes while sitting on my bed, they'd talk to me. Now, as an adult, I would be skeptical of this story if I didn't actually have proof from my parents who heard the conversations. My mother particularly remembers seeing me sitting straight up in bed talking to someone and listening as a man answered me. These visits came constantly, and of course... There were the positive and friendly visitors and the ones that would cause me to scream and become a horrible insomniac for six months at a time. I remember these people so vividly, the good, the bad. I can still see them in front of me. 
And it goes on and on and on about the encounter and on and on. And as these go on and on, 4,500 emails, folks. Here's another one from Susan. It was no surprise when I heard on the Art Bell Show about the shadow people. I haven't seen one face to face, but I've lately been seeing out of the corner of my eye that which quickly disappears and a very definite presence standing behind me. And when I turn around, there's nothing there. I mentioned it to a friend of mine who's from Cuba about Art Bell's program on the shadow people. And before I even had a chance to tell him about the program, he blurted out, I forgot to tell you, I saw one of them. He then went on to describe how he'd been sitting at the computer practicing sending digital photos to his brother, who's in the same area, Anaheim, when he felt someone in the room with him. He had just sent a photo and turned around to see a being in the shape of a human, although not very tall, covered all in black except for the eyes, which he said were red and round. He said it had what appeared to be two arms, two legs, and not very tall. When he disappeared, the computer at the same uh, simultaneously malfunctioned, he adds. And I, you know, I could just go on and on. You're getting the idea, right? Art, my name is Jonathan. 17 years old, I'm in Sarasota. I prefer not to give my last name. A few years ago, I started seeing shadow people. Didn't know what to make of it at first until I, until they actually began to talk to me. And I told my parents... They sent me to a doctor to see if there was something wrong with me, Art. The doctor found nothing. Since then, the encounters have gotten worse. The beings tell me things I don't understand. Sometimes I can understand a few words and actions. They seem to have human emotion. And from what I've seen, they show anger, sadness, frustration, depression. When I first started uh, seeing them, there was one that stood out from the rest. I noticed... Uh, the others don't talk to him as much, and I have no idea why. Most of them display average human size. Their speed is unreal. I've seen them race across my room so fast that I can't even see them. They don't walk. They glide like birds. They make no sound except voices. Art, I'm not crazy. I can't deal with it anymore. I can't talk to anyone about this without them thinking I'm crazy. Tonight on your show, please bring up the shadow people. Well, this was some time ago. Please read my email. Please give me some information on the subject so I can find a way to get rid of them. Thank you, Jonathan. So, there, a little sample for you. Okay, and I've got about 4,497 more I could read to you. I won't do that, of course. I like how the guy in 2001 was practicing sending digital photos. He's like making his own training course in email. <laughs> hmm, now I'm going to attach this digital photo and push send. <laughs> Different times back then. Yeah, yeah. All right, so a lot of uh, a lot of different characterizations. Yeah, like some that talk, which you don't normally hear. You got the red yeah. eyes. You got the gliding. The red eyes seem to be a fifty-fifty. Mm. The talking. It's very rare. Can't really hear the talking. Yeah. All a right. lot of people came out of the woodwork to uh share their stories with them. Yeah. Forty five hundred to yeah. be in <laughs> It's a lot of a lot of responses on something. And he had on that Harley Reagan guy, uh, Thunder Strikes. So because this was like the first time all this kind of came out, you know, in uh, in modern times, 
Thunderstrikes was considered like the the go to guy. On, Why? On what, Shadow what's this people. Guy's he self proclaimed go to guy. Yeah, like I don't know how art found him mm. exactly, but like he was talking about a lot a lot of Native American tie-ins, right. um, and he was big into like the Christian aspect of it mm. a bit. So this one show kind of brought shadow people back into the forefront in the modern, I guess, paranormal world. Yeah. It wasn't really in the forefront until Art had this show. It kind of let all these people know who maybe have been having these experiences and thought, oh, I'm just, I'm crazy or something. Like, oh, there's a shit ton of people out there that have seen the same stuff. Yeah. You will never walk alone. <laughs> there's a, is that a Jesus song? I don't know. It sounds like it. <laughs> so there's other people out there with you. Brothers and sisters and shadow people. Fear not. You are not alone. This Harley Reagan guy. Talk about him for a minute. He's been dead for a while, but his books are still for sale and his website's still active. So was he actually Native American then? Uh, no, he was, was not. Just playing off of it? Yeah, he All was. Right. Like, if you Google this dude, it's just nothing but Native American tribes and stuff being furious with this guy for <laughs> thunder strikes. Yeah, like the, nothing about this guy is real. What was Hogan's name in Rocky Three? Thunder Lips? Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Thunder Lips was way cooler than this guy. He was. On top of Native Americans being super mad that he just like straight up lies and rips them off, he basically ran like a low budget cult that doubled as a militia. A lot of reviews of people online talking about how they were scammed out of a lot of money from this dude. They were thunderstruck. (laughs) (laughs) The paranormal world is filled with people like that. Art didn't do a very good job at at vetting who he brought on and let sell their books and shit. Sometimes there was a guy named David Roundtree that was also on coast to coast for a while. He was another one that lied about his native American roots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did art have someone that would like kind of do that for him or did he just do that all himself? Like researchers and yeah, like, or like just one and... person that was like an intern that could like, that's a good question. Like did all that and brought it to him or was he just like, Oh, let shoot me an email and we'll talk and I'll have you on. I feel like Ramona was helping back in the old days before yeah. she died. I'm when not she sure. Die? Like before 90s? So before 2001, I think so. Or right around that time. Maybe I don't remember, but I don't think he had a crack staff at work. No, no I knew it wasn't Second a staff. I just didn't know if he had somebody like, because yeah. at one point, didn't he? He like was screening calls and stuff at one point, and then I know he would do those special like no screening calls. So mm. who was doing that screening? I always thought Ramona was. Yeah, yeah. What was his next wife's name? I can't remember. I don't remember. That's all right. This doesn't have to be the Art Bell show as much as I'd like it to be. <laughs> but Art had a bunch of good people on his show uh, to detail stuff, you know, experiences. One guy has done a ton of research on pretty much every aspect of the paranormal is David Weatherly. He wrote kind of the end-all, be-all book on black-eyed kids with the help of Nick Redfern, who's another great researcher. So for tonight, I used a lot of research from David Weatherly's book, Strange Intruders, as well as his coast-to-coast appearances. I still think black-eyed kids is one of the creepiest, fucking craziest stories we've ever talked about. Like if that's real and those kids are out there going up to people's houses and just inhabiting the earth, walking around. If it's, it's real, nuts. it's terrifying. I don't know if I was quite on board with that one though. Yeah, I don't believe in it. Mm. But yeah, that would be terrifying. Same with like the men in black type thing. Like 
very human-esque, but just a little bit yeah. off. It's really creepy. My favorite stuff. It's so interesting. And that's what David Weatherly, he makes the case that these things are all interlinked somehow. Black-eyed kids, men in black, shadow people. It makes sense. Somehow. I'd love to talk to actual eyewitnesses that claim they've seen these black-eyed kids and the men in black. and cause They're out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Be, They swear it's, to, it's true. To hear it from them. Yeah, but I'd love to hear it, right? Just straight from them. Just poke them with questions. Boy, I want to see that shit, man. Well, if you want it bad enough, it'll happen, right? Isn't that what happened to Betty Hill? She wanted it so bad. <laughs> oh, look, the black-eyed kids are at my front door. <laughs> so shadow people are the perception of a shadowy figure in your peripheral vision, or sometimes people can see them head-on seems like about 90% of people's experiences are seeing these beings within their peripheral vision with the rest of the people being able to look at them directly and sometimes interact with them to some degree like that caller saying that he could hear them talking. Yeah. I mean, seeing things in your periphery is one thing, but when you're looking at them head on and you can kind of discern what you're looking at, that's a different ball. Game. I, it's a totally different ball game. Shadow people aren't like a normal shadow, so it isn't exactly like seeing a shadowy silhouette of someone. They're pitch black, like no depth, just blackness. Some people describe them as like you're looking into a black hole. Hardly ever they reported to have any facial features other than sometimes they might be wearing a wide brim hat. Duke style, baby. Yep. Or a cloak type cape. How they move varies between accounts. They can move like a normal person or it can be faster, like gliding or more choppy, like a glitching, which that's super fucking creepy. Oh, yeah. It's also possible for multiple shadow people to be seen at the same time. Oftentimes people report that it seems like they aren't aware of each other, but there are some stories where multiple shadow people seem to recognize each other's existence. It's like Inception shadow people. Shadow person inside a shadow person. <laughs> where, can, where does it go from there you're getting deep now yeah i mean you could get into all kinds of stuff with this like it's interdimensional or people astral projecting and that's kind of your vision of them when they're traveling the astral plane and you can go down so many roads with this but i think that's what makes this subject so interesting so popular just to people. suppose what's yeah. going on yeah like what if what if i'm seeing someone's shadow person but what if the second shadow person is their shadow person and it's kind of also coming through a little bit in our dimension it's fucked up you make yourself crazy sitting <laughs> what if it's leonardo dicaprio trying to go into someone's shadow person as a shadow person <laughs> i think he just wrote a new movie <laughs> it's a paranormal phenomenon but it's a real thing I mean, it's not like the black monk of pontefract where <laughs> those gloves were dancing around you know and you have to you have to want to believe in that do we disprove that with aunt maude yeah i mean i, I don't think know we pretty much <laughs> felt that one was not maybe so real i think i don't know kind of, a lot of those blend together for me aunt maude deserved it though <laughs> was she bad yeah she was annoying oh okay yeah fuck her then <laughs> maude <laughs> there are visual hallucinations that occur when someone is extremely tired or experiencing sleep paralysis i mean i hallucinate when you're tired like that you see things that aren't there have you ever driven when you're like 
You've been up for 36 hours and it's awful. You absolutely start to hallucinate and see stuff that's not there. Yeah. Yeah. You see like things moving on the side of the road and it's just nothing there. Yeah. yeah. The blackness sometimes just starts, you start seeing things in the black. Mm -hmm. Seeing shadow people is really common with dementia patients and people suffering from psychosis. Talking about DMT earlier, substances like DMT can bring them out, which brings it to that whole debate you were just talking about, Dave, on shadow people. They clearly act as an autonomous entity, autonomous entity being a being which appears to be sentient. So they're actual living entities that are looking into our plane of existence or they're a hallucination manifested from a really primal part of our brains. Something makes thousands of millions of people see shadow people. Mm. Either way, they're real to you. Yeah. If your brain thinks they're real, then they're real. The dementia patient one is interesting, and it's scary to think when you get old that that's a possibility to just see yeah. them all day long. That is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. There was a there was like a medical journal online about dementia patients and shadow people. I tried. I didn't understand any of it because it's way over my head. I actually printed out a story. I'm wondering if it's the same thing. Oh, really? I, went, I was going to read it. It's a, a neurological study. They identified the region of the brain that makes us feel like we're being followed. You know, you, sometimes you get that feeling that there's someone watching you, someone standing behind you. Mm. So this neurologist, Olaf Blanke of the Brain Mind Institute in Lausanne, Switzerland, and his colleagues, they were attempting to identify the source of epileptic seizures in a 23-year-old woman. They applied a mild current through surgically implanted electrodes to various regions of her brain. Not much happened until researchers stimulated the woman's left TPJ, which is the temporoparietal junction located roughly above the left ear. Suddenly, she reported feeling the presence of a mystery person behind her, a motionless and speechless shadow that imitated her body posture and actions. He lay beneath her when she lay down, sat behind her when she sat down, and attempted to take a test card from her when she tried to participate in language exercise. So it says such delusions are similar to those seen in patients with schizophrenia. They often mistake their own body to be someone else's, for example, and attribute their own actions to others. So I don't know. This is like 20, 15 years ago, this study. Oh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Just hit that electrode in that little piece of your brain. That's wild. It is. So if you have some sort of thing pressing on that or what, a brain tumor or anything that could be affecting that, maybe it's making you uh, maybe that's what's hallucinate wrong with this stuff. Who's, uh, who thinks they're being gang stalked. <laughs> gang stalked. That going on. Yeah. That was an interesting phenomenon as well. That's more schizophrenia, right? That's complete schizophrenia, the gang stalking. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's untreated mental illness mixed with the internet as like an echo chamber, I think. I still see videos online or like on Instagram of like them going after like the male people. Oh, yeah. Why are you following me? And they're like, I'm just trying to do my fucking job, right? <laughs> it's hard enough dealing with Man. dogs and shitty people all day. Now I got to worry about you assholes coming after me. What do you do? Like you're the mailman. You're like, I just want to deliver the fucking right. mail. Like I got to drive this slow ass truck. Stop every 20 feet. <laughs> just fucking call the cops, right? And be like, yeah, this person won't leave me alone. Yeah. And it's not like you're you're gonna be back at the same route next the the next day. Right, like you can't escape. Right. You're not getting away from them. I right, started to inject. I thought that was an interesting uh, thing they came up with that in that neurological study. I wonder if that is the same thing because it was longer. And I'm like, I started reading. I'm like, I don't really get what I'm reading. Yeah, that was a synopsis from some magazine. 
Well, just, you know, tapping a little piece of your brain can make you think that someone's in a room with you. and It's creepy. It sounds like shadow people, so. Yeah. It seems like, at least the way I understand it, is that certain increases or decreases in our brain functions raise the chances of seeing shadow people or other entities. Like, DMT can trigger entities um, being super tired. So some type of changes in our brain bring them out. DMT gets into a whole different realm mm-hmm. than just shadow people. I mean, people talk about huge structures of shapes and colors and those structures have life to them and communicate. I sent you guys a picture earlier of mm. a jester. That's a really common one with people that have done DMT, like shadow people, hundreds of thousands of people have all encountered this jester. The same thing. The same exact looking thing that interacts the same. So it's like, is your brain able to tap into something? In that being is out there. It would seem unusual that all these people would experience the same thing. Yeah. It's like a shared consciousness Absolutely. kind of thing. Yeah. And there's a, there's a praying mm. mantis looking being. Uh, no, people no, thank see. you. So it's like either. You don't like praying mantises? <laughs> no, man. Really? They're cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess I never really thought about them. A big 20 foot giant one while you're all fucked up. Oh, yeah. I don't want that fun. one. No. Nope. doesn't sound fun. But it's either it's either they're real beings that DMT lets our brain tap into into that plane of existence to be able to see them and interact, or it's something primal in our brains. You're hardwired to yeah, see that. To see a praying mantis mm. and whatever just triggers that, you know, within DMT. So you think your mind's eye somehow has a, a view into another dimension? Maybe. I mean, that's what people, a lot of people think with DMT, at least. Because I think when you do DMT, you're supposed to have someone watching, like sitting in the room with you, right? Keeping an eye on you. I'm not sure. And I don't think that person is not going to see that thing. No. So it's definitely right. inside of your brain. Can you imagine if the person did see it? <laughs> How fucking trippy that would be. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Uh, you might die, but you're on your own now. I can't I can't sit here and make sure you're safe. So get into some some firsthand accounts that I found online that people were posting. Has anyone claimed to be uh, having sex with the shadow people? No. So you always hear that they fuck ghosts, they fuck aliens. So shadow people They don't have a penis. Have right? not tried Mm-mm. touching a person probing a person fucking around with a person probe free well that's nice of them mm. i think the one almost consistent thing that we see in almost all these stories we're about to read um is that no one's really afraid of them they they feel calm when they see them isn't that strange which is weird because that's what made me always think that i wasn't really having sleep paralysis and that it was a dream is because while I was having it, I was telling myself, this is just sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. You're fine. And I didn't panic. I didn't worry. I was like, just go back to sleep. You'll wake up and everything will be fine. You're good, buddy. You're good, little buddy. Go back to sleep. You'll yeah. be all right. No worries so, here. Th- so it's my experience with that was similar. Again, I wasn't seeing anything, though. Mm-hmm. I was, from what I remember, I was actually seeing my like room, my wherever I was, like aware of what was on the TV, aware of like I look at the clock. Anything that I could see without have, being able to move my head. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was It's trippy, but it's, again, it, I keep telling myself it was probably a dream because I was so calm. But these people were calm, so who knows? Another common theme is that 
they're just observing that they're just kind of looking at us. Mm -hmm. That's what John Keel, you know, he always said that these were window areas or that there are window areas where things can slip through. And he pointed out that Mothman, the men in black, shadow people, they're all, they all seem to be curious. Mothman just did a whole bunch of looking in windows and Mm -hmm. looking at people kind of observing men in black had more, they were able to speak somewhat. They were asking questions. Yeah. Trying to figure out what's going on. They're just looking for a glimpse. Yeah. There's a common theme with the observing Mm. with all of these type of entities. Mm. Didn't the one men in black, I fuck up the tape recorder or something at the party. He couldn't figure out how to turn it on. So, but he just still acted like it was working. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody in those situations said that they were calm. That yeah. woman left, let Jack Brown right into her party, into her house yeah. to walk around like a fucking creep with a radio that was turned off or a wow. recorder turned off and everybody was just calm. It is a stark difference from, you know, the alien and the ghost stories where people are terrified. Yeah. There's none of that. One of, one of these stories we'll get to and we'll, we'll, we'll just tease it now. It's multiple people saw the same one. Mm. wasn't just one person seeing it. It's a double eyewitness That's account. That's crazy, yeah. That's what double that se- super secret confirmation. It has to have happened. <laughs> but wouldn't that be interesting if it was just sort of a a rip in the fabric of time or dimension? What if it's time travelers? What if it's... That, that's a theory that's been thrown out there. Yeah. That we're seeing kind of some time traveling thing maybe passing through our timeline. What would you expect a time traveler to look like if you saw him? You know, we expect him to be like, "Oh, hey, hey there! I'm from 2742." <laughs> it's Maybe John Teeter calling in. Yeah, <laughs> probably not how it works, right? No, it's probably something like that. I mean, something unexplainable, like, like Interstellar, when he gets fucking stuck in the bookcase. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because he's... That's just like this, kind of. Yeah, like he's within those timelines banging on that fucking bookshelf in his daughter's reality. Right. It's the same... It, yeah, I mean, then maybe that's what shadow people are or something like that. That makes it a whole lot more interesting. I really like to think that our brains are capable of tapping into another dimension just inside of our own brains. Mm. I feel like that could be very possible because we don't use our full brain. We don't know what it's capable of fully. Then does that make your reality everyone else's reality, though? Like a collective Is that even a shared reality? Yeah, like a collective thing? I think there's something to the collective consciousness. Mm. There has to be with some, with... Where everyone sees the same thing. Yeah, or it's a primal, or like I said before, a primal Mm. thing that's just evolved in our brains Mm. over all these years. Either way, super cool. Yeah, it's it's a really fun conversation. The actual physical manifestation, I think, is a lot more interesting to me. I don't know if that's really happening. Like, not just in your brain. Yeah. Like, that entity's physically here and it's some sort of glimpse into another dimension or something. Like, they're physically seeing that. Where, like, if I had a video camera there, I would catch that as well. Yeah. It's not just in their mind happening. Yeah. We would see if you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Well, we have what? A couple stories here, a few, some good ones people's accounts of of this so let's jump into those suckers i saw him again the night before last i think this was the strangest encounter i've had 
I don't know if it's the same entity as what other people have seen. For me, he always wears a wide-brimmed fedora, not a stovepipe hat, and he never looks like a shadow. I can always make out his features and details on his clothes. I thought I woke up, but I suppose it was still a dream, really. My lamp had been turned on. I sleep with it off. And the hat man was right next to my bed. He was sitting or kneeling on the floor so that his face was level with mine. My room was well lit. He looked like he was physically there. I would have thought it was an actual person, except he looks like a wax statue with solid black eyes. He said something to me, and I clearly remember how his voice sounded, but it was completely gibberish. He usually speaks English. This was the first time he didn't. Every time he said it, I said what? And he repeated it. I think he repeated it three times before I fell asleep, but I wasn't asleep for long until I was startled awake by the sound of my door being closed. I was awake for real then. Everything was normal. I'll be honest, I wasn't scared at all. Looking back, it definitely sounds scary to me, but at the time, I wasn't bothered. I don't know why. I was struggling to stay aware, and I was so focused on what he was saying that it didn't even occur to me that I could be scared. I think his purpose isn't to instill fear, because for me, he just doesn't. If a regular person had been in my room, I'd have been terrified. <laughs> yeah, probably, right? That's what's weird about it. Like no, Nobody seems freaked out or scared by them when they're there. It's calm, calming almost. Mm. I find the hat so interesting because there's a ton of shadow people accounts that don't have hats. There's silhouettes. But there are so many with the same hat. What is it about that hat that people experience in sleep paralysis? Um, what do they relate? What does their brain relate that hat back to where they're sitting right. with the hat? And sometimes it's the fedora and sometimes it's the Bob Luke stovetop hat. Yeah. Well, what about this guy saying he can make out his, fe- pants, his features and the details on his clothes? That's a different one. Yeah, this guy's getting the, the full treatment. And his it's voice, terrifying. like he, under, he recognizes his voice. The gibberish thing is <clears throat> terrifying to me. That's creepy. <laughs> you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah. and but, but he said typically he does understand and he speaks English. Mm. Maybe the this time the shadow person was drunk. And just, it was just like... Mumbling like How shadow are you like her He got liquored up before he was on duty that night. I was supposed to be on call. I was I was drinking. I shadow called me, I gotta go work. You want the next one, Dave? Sure. I was eighteen or nineteen when I had my experiences with the hat man. I was recovering from the flu and sleeping downstairs in the living room. See, like when I was younger and you had a fever and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I would hallucinate. Like you would see things in the room that aren't there. So I I think, have you guys? I don't Not so much as an adult, but when you were a kid with high fever, I remember hallucinating. I can't remember specifically, but I remember you would see stuff that you're like, yeah, it's not really there. I don't remember no. having anything like that, mm. but or kind of the knows. room distorts and it doesn't look real. It's hard to explain. I can't really exactly describe it, but something like that. I think I can maybe the distorting. I don't know if it's distorting or maybe just like the room spinning. Like when you get like real sick, mm. not like, I mean, obviously when you're drunk, that happens, but like when you're really sick yeah. and like, you know, it just looks like the, like you almost like want to fall over or tip over, but I don't know. I get like vertigo a lot too sometimes. Yeah. That's the, yeah. yeah so that's right. not the same thing. I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a shadow figure sitting across from me, just watching me. 
It was a solid black shadow with no distinguishable features. However, I could make out that they were wearing a top hat, coat, and their build was tall and broad. <laughs> no distinguishable features except this, this, this. this. <laughs> At first, my brain kept trying to put a face to the shadow. My brain would be like, oh, that's just insert stepdad's name. And then it would actually be, oh, no, that's just insert coworker's name. And it kept cycling through the different men I had in my life trying to make sense of this presence. All of a sudden, my chest became tight and I was struggling to breathe. I kept wheezing and coughing and eventually fell asleep from the exhaustion of coughing and wheezing. When I woke up the next morning, I told my family, but we just put it down to being sick and the cough medicine. It wasn't until a few years later when I was talking about it with friends, we Googled it and realized that there were people all over the world who shared similar experiences, which blows my mind. The thing is, I don't remember feeling afraid. If anything, the presence felt familiar. That's interesting. Familiar. Meaning it probably wasn't the first time. I probably visit them all the time. If it felt familiar. You, you would think that, but what if that wasn't? What if this was her first actual experience and it mm. just was a familiar presence that kind of like it put gave her? What does that mean then? <sighs> Fuck if I know. It's a weird thing. wonder if we're going to have a lot of listeners come out and say that they've had these experiences. Or sleep Maybe. paralysis or anything like that. It'll be interesting to see. I would guess so, yeah. I mean, it's if it's as common as it made it, Art Bell made it seem with the, his responses. If that was a shoot, then I'm I'm sure some of our listeners have had these experiences. If Art got 4,500 emails, <laughs> we should get at least 20, 45. <laughs> I was <gonna> say 12. <laughs> <laughs> this was about 10 to 15 years ago. I was about 14 years old. I was sober and never heard of shadow people before. At the top of my street are dense woods and a single path to an open field where we would ride bicycles. I'm on a dirt bike and my older brother and his friend are walking my dog. They decide to go home, but I wanted to do another lap around the field. By the time I finish my first lap, they're out of sight. So I go do another lap. I notice this dark silhouette at the tree line and instantly get chills and my hairs are standing on edge. It feels like minutes, but I probably only sat there staring for a few seconds. This thing is blacker than black, like a vanta black. The shadows being cast by trees and bushes were not even close to this. I'm scared shitless because I know I'm looking at something paranormal. I thought about ditching the bike and booking it through the woods home because it was literally standing on the edge of the path leading out. I was in fight or flight mode and figured I couldn't fight a ghost so I decided to ride as fast as I could. I did not look back. The scariest part was knowing that to get out of there, I had to go literally feet away from it. This thing was seven to nine feet tall, but I figured it couldn't grab me if I went fast. Never saw it again, but I never go in the woods alone. I never had sleep paralysis. It did not give off an evil vibe like it wanted to harm me, but it did not give off a good vibe either. It was just observing. I was scared because I never experienced the paranormal before, but now I wish I would see it so I can try to understand it. Yeah, that observing thing. The daytime ones are fucking terrifying too. Mm. Yeah, and seven to nine feet tall. That's <clears throat> that's creepy. Because what do you make of that? Like at night and out of the corner of your eye, could be a shadow. Yeah, and yeah. your your mind could be playing tricks, but you're yeah. the stories of seeing them in broad daylight, just standing in the in a field. A lot of just standing in fields. Uh, David Weatherly talks about that mm. in his book. I don't like that one bit. 
It's creeping me out just sitting there. And then you turn around, turn back, they're gone. It's like a little flash into maybe another so dimension yeah, or something. Yeah. And this one, it's crazy that mm. it didn't just disappear. Like it was at least from a distance watching him. He rode right by He's it. He's looking at it. Yeah. Like he could have grabbed them. He was that close. And then maybe that just goes to the observing mm. thing. Maybe it's just something looking in on us. And maybe they, they're whatever technology they have is supposed to make them invisible, but it almost makes them invisible. So maybe they think no one can see them or something like that. But invisible to them is not invisible to us. So they actually right. see like a blob of black where they think they're invisible. Right. Who knows? You come up with scenarios all day long mm-hmm. sitting here. I want to see one now. Fuck, man. I don't know if I want to see one of these. Well, maybe I I would say more Mm. during the day in like at a distance like this kid did. That'd be all right. That'd be wild, right? During the day? It would be crazy. I feel like seeing it in your room at night in the dark seems scary. Seeing it out in the field during the day seems creepy. And it, during, but at night it would be scary, but you would probably also be able to convince yourself, oh, I'm seeing things. My eyes are mm-hmm. just, you know, like I got sleep in my eye, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not awake during the day though. Like you, that that's, what are you going to blame that on? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, that's what I blamed when I thought Angie walked past the door and she wasn't in nowhere near there. That really looked like a person to me. And in my mind, I was like, I was just tired i guess you were tired yeah. and you were reading your eyes were focused right. and just you got yeah but in these guess. stories who knows how long knows? ago was this a couple years ago right. i thought maybe it was last week and that's why we're doing the shadow people oh, no. so, <laughs> <bad experience. laughs> from what i can remember i saw multiple shadow people in my home at night growing up i particularly remember being small enough to sleep in between my parents when i was scared and I would see them all over the bedroom and walking up and down the hallway. I can only describe them as being a dark human figure with some kind of eyes and a hole for a mouth. None of this was peripheral vision, but rather they would often be face to face with me. In particular, I remember a dozen or so of them standing around the bed, leaning over me and my parents and observing us. I never felt ill or hurt seeing them, just scared. This happened any night that I slept in the dark. I haven't really heard of anyone else having so many of them in one place. I guess I always wondered if our house was some kind of portal because it was always busy with shadow people at night. I slept with the light out of my room because of them. Eventually, I was able to start sleeping with the lights out when I was about 12 or 13. I had grown out of it, I guess. I'm now 33 and haven't seen them since, but I think of them often. I also wonder if my three-year-old is having the same issue because she has become very afraid of the dark. A dozen of them standing around the hole for a mouth holes is holes. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if I'd be like, well, if we're both awake, <laughs> my wiener's tingly. Yeah. You got that big shadow hole in your, in the middle of your head. What do you say? You want to go to go, go for a little romp in the hay? <laughs> yeah. One, two, but a, a dozen of them. And imagine how that would be creepy for the parents if the next day you woke up and I'm like, yeah, I was laying between you and there was a there was a dozen black shadows watching all of us. Like, you're not fucking sleeping in my room anymore. Take that shit to your bedroom, pal. How do you know? <laughs> I'm trying to have that. In your crusty gum sock. You go back in your room. How do you not wake your parents up? Yeah, because he did say he felt scared. It sounds like sleep paralysis. Maybe it does. What if you tell your parents and, and 
dad checks in the morning and he had the video camera on and you just see him there. You see the family <laughs> sleeping and 12 of these things standing um, around your bed. That's like a paranormal activity Holy type shit. shit. Fuck, that would be... I, I, you can't get I'd a be leave, an right? You gotta moving. be gone. You're moving, yeah. yeah. That day, you're you're out. We'll go step at the Motel 6 or something because they leave the light on for you. <laughs> that's right. You're going to need a light on for many, many days. <laughs> One night, I could hear my cats meowing from downstairs. I thought maybe they didn't have any food. When I got to the garage, I could see the lights faintly flickering through the cat flap. I walked in and started to feed my cats. I was pouring some food as I saw a figure in the corner of my eye. I quickly turned and nothing was there. I walked out of the garage to go back to bed. And as I did, the light started flickering again. I thought it was weird, but in the end, thought nothing of it. It was about an hour later when I heard my dog barking at something again from the garage. I was really confused. First my cats, now my dog. As I walked in, I rubbed my eyes because I was tired. When I took my fingers off my eyes, there was a tall figure in the corner exactly where my dog was barking. The figure was about six foot tall, and he had a hat on. I closed my eyes and opened them again, and he was gone. I called my dad went and stayed at his place for the night. Animals know when something's up, right? Animals and kids. Yeah. See those pictures or videos of dogs just barking at the corner of the wall, and like something's there, and they see it, and you don't. I hate that shit. It's creepy. Did I send Max you guys does that every once in a while? <laughs> Did I send you guys the one on Instagram? Uh, it's like a dog barking at like a basement, Mm-mm. and the guy like goes, and like it's like a like a couple steps, and you have to turn a corner to go back down like the rest. And like mm. as he turns the corner, it's like a dark basement, and you just hear this thing run up the steps like past him. It is terrifying, terrifying. That's giving me chills even yeah. thinking about that. It's on one of the, like, it always, because like I clicked on it. So now like all the, like, these like creepy videos mm-hmm. pop up right, in my right. feed. If I find it again, I'll send it to you guys. Cause it, it was wild. Watch it in the daytime though. Don't watch it. At night. <laughs> yeah. Cause kids brains haven't been, I guess, dumbed down by life. <laughs> so you think they can see things that we can't. I mean, yeah. Like mm. it, it fades after a while. I suppose that's possible. Maybe it doesn't fade for the dogs. They can always see into that dimension, that plane. My cat will do that sometimes too, just like stare off. Like that's odd. Clearly looking at something, but there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And I just like push them. I'm like, get out of here. Quit being weird. (laughs) You're you're creeping me out. (laughs) Stop it. Knock it off. (laughs) From early childhood, shadow people and the hat man invaded the lives of myself and my cousins. We were born and raised on a Native American reservation back in the 1950s. At that time, society had not developed the terms used now, but Native Americans have long known about these malevolent creatures. In the case of my cousins and myself, they like to come as sunset shadows, lengthened into night. They came while we were wide awake and came while we were outside. Occasionally, they would invade our homes at night, but the adults were ready for those kinds of intrusions and knew how to encounter them. So mostly they tried to catch us kids when we were out and about at the wrong times. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> Very scary. But I think it's like you said, that probably 90% of our stuff, you know, comes from Native Americans. Yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't seem odd to them. It's just part of their, their history, right? All of it, like the idea of aliens with ancestors coming from the stars, things like that. Yep. Ancient aliens, all that, everything. I watched a 
I was looking for videos of these shadow stories today, and one of them was on ancient aliens. I'm like, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of alien things to talk branching about. branching out. So they just, like, grab onto anything yeah. and tie it back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's real out of hand now. They're in, like, season 16 or something real dumb. <laughs> At some point, I, I don't know what you're going to do. You, you can't only talk about else. so much. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a shelf life. <laughs> When I was young, maybe eight or nine, I saw a shadow person. I was sleeping. I woke up and in my closet, I saw a tall, dark figure. It was calming. I looked at the creature for what felt like an eternity. Then it stepped to the side and out of sight. Then pure terror went over me. I called for my dad and he looked and saw nothing. Two weeks later, my mom hears a sound and it wakes her up in the middle of the night. She looks through a crack of her door, still in bed, and sees a tall black figure just there. Then it just disappeared in front of her eyes. When I was 13, I fell asleep in my basement. I was home alone. I wake up in another location on the couch across from where I was. This is impossible. They're separated. I wake up and see the tall black creature in the closet. Again, I felt calmed until it stepped aside again. I grabbed a knife and opened the closet as I stabbed inside to make sure there was nobody in there. Nobody was in the closet. Was this a case of sleep paralysis? I was unable to move from my bed during both of my experiences when seeing the creature. And I only got up when he stepped aside. Mm. The moving of the couch thing's interesting too. Yeah. Mom saw it too. This last one I think is the creepiest one. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Here we go. We lived in a fairly new double wide mobile home that sits on a spot that has never had a house of any kind and is at least a half a mile from where any house has ever sat. So you would not think that it would be a likely location for a haunting. However, my wife and I have on occasion seen some rather strange things there, the most startling of which I relate here. One night after an uneventful day, my wife and I retired for the night. We sleep in a large waterbed. Sometimes, what year is this waterbed? Does anyone have waterbeds anymore? No. <laughs> it's got to be what? It was, was that popular in what, like the 80s? 80s? Yeah. They are not comfortable. No, a family member of mine had one. It was fun as like a kid to jump on it. Yeah, right, right. But I can't imagine sleeping on it. No, that wouldn't no. be comfortable at all. Mm-mm. No. What if that shit popped? It floods your whole house. Yeah, like you're fucked. <laughs> There's got to be stories of that, right? Like them popping. I'm sure, or... right? Probably. You're smoking a cigarette and you burn, <laughs> yeah. you burn a hole in your waterbed and all, you wake up in a puddle of water. No, thanks. Some time had passed and I was unable to sleep. My wife's breathing had become regular and reached a point at which I assumed that she was asleep. It must be also known that we leave a light on in the bathroom farthest from our bedroom because we normally have children in the house. However, that night, there was no one in the house except my wife and I, but the light was on as usual, casting a glow through our open bedroom door, which weakly lit it. It's very poor writing in this story, sir. (laughs) While lying there unable to sleep, I became aware of a presence and suddenly and silently a figure moved through our bedroom door and proceeded parallel to our bed. Then rounding the corner of our bed took up a fixed position at the foot of our bed. I was aware that this entity was conscious of us and was intently watching us as we lay there. The entity can best be described as a something that had the appearance of black smoke or a shadow. However, it was more material that either of these but less material than a real person. The most odd thing about this is my lack of fear. 
Although I was acutely aware of this being and the fact it was not of this earth as we perceive it, it did not seem to arouse any fear response in me. I would say it aroused a feeling that would fit somewhere between creepy, awed, and curiosity, especially considering the fact that it was aware of me as I was aware of it. After some time, I almost convinced myself that I was imagining it, but then I became aware of the fact that my wife was no longer breathing like she was asleep, but was breathing almost silently. I then said, honey, you awake? To which she answered, yes. Then I said, do you see anything? Expecting her reply to be, what do you mean? But much to my surprise, she said, you mean the thing standing at the foot of the bed? At this time, I did become somewhat nervous. We laid there for about 10 minutes and then it was gone. It was just over a period of about 10 seconds became less solid and our perception of its presence became weaker until it just wasn't there anymore. Then it was if it had never been there. Nothing like this has happened since. And the only evidence that ever existed is my wife and my memory of it. That one's kind of just dissipated in front of them. Can you imagine that? Do you see that? And she's like, yes. Oh, and even 10 minutes before that, he just sat there staring at it. I don't know how you remain calm like that. Just that's what's wild. Is like these people feel calm. That might be the oddest part of all of us. In like his story, you could say, all right, that sounds like sleep paralysis that you don't really re- you don't realize you're in sleep paralysis mm-hmm. but if his his wife kind of makes that not possible yeah unless could they both have been having sleep paralysis too i don't know how that, i don't know if that works like that i don't know shared sleep paralysis what if the being was giving them the sleep paralysis mm. and it being like a tractor was, beam was making them have it mm. almost like the guy before in the the story where he had sleep paralysis until that thing moved and then it like allowed him to move again. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just talking at this point, but it's all you can do. Shadow people tie right back in with alien abductions because on our Patreon episode sleep paralysis, we talked about how that's the blame for a lot of alien abductions. And people talk about all these shadow people standing over top of them. They perceive them as aliens, mm-hmm. but that they're dark shadows just standing over top of them. Same exact thing going on here. Except that these never seem nefarious and they're not probing you or anything like the alien abductions. Why do the alien abduction things always seem so violent? Aliens have a hold of them. They have their agenda. (laughs) The shadow people are just observing, right? That's their agenda, it seems like. Maybe they're like advanced scouts and they scout out uh, the potential probies. I wonder if there's a connection there with... uh, probies and and seeing shadow people yeah do any of these people were they selected to become future probies that the aliens picked up and uh did some deep anal on maybe the Mm. people who are telling these stories weren't deemed probie worthy so then once you get probed they kind of like wash your memory of like the shadow people oh these people have the memory because they weren't then abducted interesting so people that were probed have, they don't even know shadow people because they got scrubbed. All they remember well, is the I probing. We've talked about in a lot of the abduction stories about how there's probably a lot more people that may have been abducted. They just don't remember it. Yeah. And just the few that maybe whatever stuff they put in them to make them not remember didn't take for some of those people. Some, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's those people are spinning off of that. Yeah, those people are sort of similar to people that wake up during surgery where the anesthesia didn't work. Just those yeah. handful of people. Yeah. 
So you don't ever hear about all the other people because they had successful probes. They don't just don't remember it. Yeah. So maybe maybe the, everyone's been probed. Maybe you've been probed. Maybe I've been probed. Maybe we've all been probed. <laughs> it's like Oprah handing out probes. <laughs> You're getting a probe. You're getting a probe. <laughs> Not a Ford probe, motherfucker. An ass probe. I'd almost rather have an ass probe, I think, than a Ford probe. <laughs> you remember those Ford probes? Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a very weird thing because it's something it we've is, all yeah. we've all experienced that to some degree, like thinking you see someone out of the corner of your eye. Right. So we can all kind of relate to it. But then hearing these stories about, you know, it going that extreme, a dozen of them looking over you as you sleep, you and your wife both seeing this mm-hmm. thing. That is just nuts. And these are the best kind of paranormal subjects because there's something going on. For sure. Yeah. Definitely something going on. Too many people are reporting this. So is it is it primal or mm. is it actually an entity existing somehow? Maybe a little bit of both. I think it's like a lot of other things we talk about where you can explain away 95% of the occurrences, but right. it's the other 5% that are really make it interesting that probably yeah. can't be explained and, yeah. and easily give you just enough reason to be like, ah, oh, there's something to this. Yeah. Like you can't just yeah. laugh this one off. Like, I think some people are sick. Some people have night terror. Some people have sleep paralysis. Some people have some, some people do sort DMT. Of mental illness. Some people do drugs and they have probably a lot of it, but it's not all of it can't explain all of it but why is it always a dark shadow with some form of a hat that's the, the that's the most weird that's the most interesting thing to me is why mm-hmm. is it always the same entity for the most part why are they always grays yeah because maybe that's what they are yeah or does the collective consciousness now just associate that sort of activity with a gray so right like you the could, same thing for shadow people yeah, like shadow people, you say it's sleep paralysis, it's being sick, but you're still experiencing it. Mm-hmm. So why are you experiencing that? Why are those two people both experiencing a dark figure with a hat on? Because you've, are the people, I mean, without control groups and studies, and whatnot, yeah. but there are people that see this, people that are interested in paranormal and are, have read stories about shadow people and that's, sure that's some what of their brain creates that image. So of course that's what they're going to see. I think that's in these part scenarios. Of yeah. I think some of it can be explained away. Yeah. Is that, Probably. but I think there's generally a lot of people that are, that have read this and like, Oh shit, that's happened to me. You know? Yeah. So with those type of people, how do you, I don't know how you explain that. I don't know. Like two different causes, mm. two different things result in the same hallucination. What if like those times I, I had sleep paralysis, I was really having it and there was a shadow person there and like, I just didn't see him. And he's like in the corner, like, <sighs> this motherfucker doesn't even see me. And I'm like, well, what, what do you want me to do? I can't move. You got to get in my line of sight, pal. He inches forward. Yeah. All right. And now I'm in his periphery yet. <laughs> Not allowed to go in front of him. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Hey, like, asshole. Over here, asshole. <laughs> it's me, shadow guy, over here. You're not even really paralyzed. Turn your fucking head. <laughs> like I had this whole experience I could have I could have had, and I just I, I botched it. I did He's checking his shadow watch. He gives up like three hours later. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going Fuck home. Fuck this guy. 
you missed your chance. <laughs> and that's a nice bit of that. <laughs> it hasn't happened in a few years. Now I feel like if we're talking about it, I might Uh-oh. spark something. Is that the trigger? I hope not. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't well, I don't think I would like that at the all. The last mm-hmm. time I had it, it happened multiple times in one night. Mm. Um, <laughs> that hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> <laughs> And it, I think it was, it's been well before we even did that show, the episode on it. Mm. It probably, I think it was before we even started the podcast, probably the yeah. last time it happened to me, but it was like three or four times in one night. Like, and like the third or fourth, I was like, all right, I want to go to sleep. Like go to bed, just close your eyes, relax, fall asleep and you'll mm-hmm. be fine. Mm-hmm. And then it was, but it's a little annoying. It's nice that you can direct yourself like that. Say enough. That's what go to sleep, asshole. That's what makes me think maybe it's not real, but I don't know. It's really weird. Like, I don't know if I'm dreaming or not. It'd be, I would be very Mm. interested if like, if someone was watching me while I was having it, like, am I just asleep and I'm dreaming or like, am I laying there with my eyes open and I'm not able to move? Yeah. Am I twitching? Can they tell that I'm trying to set up a security cam tonight? If it happened more (laughs) often, maybe, but otherwise I don't think I could sleep knowing there's a camera on me. That's really creepy. You're like looking up at the camera, making googly eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like little kids and they know they have a baby mom. Right. It's like all fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I could not do that because what if like you saw something when you were sleeping that you didn't want to see? Like you roll like, it back like, the next like day. Like paranormal activity. Like Dude. the sheet lifts up or something. Like, no, I would never sleep again. That I, No, thank you. You could never sleep in your house again. That's How like could some, you? No, I don't. I would not want to watch a video of me sleeping. That's like the videos, a couple of videos online where people have seen something in their uh, baby monitor, mm, yeah. like a figure walk past it. Yeah, that shit's wild. Probably not real, but it's still fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm getting creeped out just sitting here, man. Yeah. Even like all those outdoor, like, you mm. know, you have like the, 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 the doorbell cameras now and stuff. Yeah. That shit's creepy. Poof. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have John Keel answer. says they're all around us. They're just, we can't see it. It's just, we can't comprehend it. It's like the, we talked about it on the interdimensional show, or we talked about it on Betty and Dreesen because we talked about different dimensions. Okay. Like a cube is a tesseract and we can, or in, a four, in the fourth dimension, it's a tesseract mm-hmm. and you can see it. Like we can draw what it would look like, but it's not, you're still seeing it in the 2D. Like, we can't, we can't comprehend fully what a 4D cube could look like. Because our brain doesn't work like that? Yeah. Your eyes don't work like right. that. Right. So mm. somehow maybe we're able to tap into that. Some people. Some people. So you think they're all around us? Is it like uh, the sixth sense where there's people that can see it, see the dead people all around them where like if someone happened to die there? I think it's kind of like that. Maybe. It's also, it's mm. like the string too, right? There, if you put an ant on a string and you watch him walk across, he's there. You see him walking across. But if you turn that string this way, you know, head on, mm. eventually you can't see him anymore walking down that string. But he's still there mm-hmm. in reality. You just can't see him anymore. It's out of, out of our line of sight. Well, because it's a flat earth. So <laughs> anything you can't explain is go, well, it's because the earth's flat. Yeah. Duh. If the earth was, was round, you'd be able to see them. Yeah. Just makes total sense. Then it would be refracted over the uh, arc <laughs> of the. 
the curvature. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Anything else on this one? It's Final creepy. Thoughts? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. This is very creepy. It's just fun stuff to think about. Mm-hmm. I want to see black eyed kids, but I don't, this kind of creeps me out. You want the black eyed kids. You don't want the shadow. Oh no, man. I kind of still do want to see it though. I don't want to be paralyzed. The thought of not being able to move. Yeah, I don't love that. Terrifies me. But it it sounds like you don't, you know, a lot of these people weren't paralyzed. At least they didn't say they were. Yeah. You notice none of them jump up and run out of the room or anything. Because they most of them said they were calm. Yeah. And that's what makes me feel like it's a lot of it is sleep paralysis that people don't realize they're having the sleep they paralysis. They couldn't move if they wanted to. Right. Yeah. That I, could be. I think that explains a lot of it. Mm-hmm. The thing that I find the most interesting is why is it all the same type of entity for people with mm-hmm. sleep paralysis, people that are sick, right, right. you know, all that. And you can debate that forever, different ideas of why oh, that yeah. is that. We're here all day. But I choose to believe John Keel. So. I'll be interested to hear what uh, if listeners have had experiences like this. And what they yeah. think this is. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I'm sure a portion of them have at least had seen something like this. Mm. Good stuff. I don't know about really those cool stuff. black eyed kids. I was listening to David Weatherly on one of uh, yeah. Art Bell's things. He was talking about black eyed kids and the way he was describing it was so creepy. He's like, yeah, and they knock on your door and they say, we want to come in and you don't want to let these kids in. They say, but we want to come in. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Like, come on in. Been waiting for oh, you. It took man. you so damn long. Can you imagine how fucking weird that would be? I just shut the door. Nope. Remember, and then they start banging on the windows and uh, stuff. Dude. <laughs> that That's the only outline that's ever creeped me out. I was writing that. I was sitting alone in a room writing that <laughs> one. And I'm like, this is creeping me the fuck out. Yep. Yeah, because then you just start waiting for something to start banging on your windows. Yeah, like I was for real thinking, like, what if something knocked on the door right now and I walked out there and it was a kid with black eyes and they're like, I want to come in. No, <laughs> you're not. Nope. <laughs> Gotta um, fucking just open Kind of busy right now. Kick them. 300 kick them. Yeah, 300 <laughs> kick right into your fucking front lawn. I think I would let them in. Then part of you is like, you know, we know the story, but anybody else, you know, it's a kid asking for like help or to come in. Yeah. Naturally, you're going to be like, okay, what do yeah. you need? Like, can I help you? What's wrong? It's just that they have black eyes and yeah. no soul. <laughs> Don't learn today. <laughs> They're not really human. <laughs> mm, this is fun stuff. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. This is a nice change of pace. To talk about stuff like this. I feel like sometimes we get into this on Patreon more. So this is good mm-hmm. to put on a, a Sunday show. I'd love to think it was just some view, like you said, into whether it's time travelers or interdimensional visitors or just a kind of a a glitch in how these things are all connected. Yeah. Just a brief window into something else. May, who knows? Maybe they see us as shadow people from their side. Maybe, maybe that's the why reverse. they're maybe that's why they're observing. Yeah. Maybe they can focus on us a little better. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. But that's always mm. the and John Keel, like I said earlier, he points that out with Mothman, but even with um Flatwoods Monster, that thing was just observing all accounts. It was just looking at anybody. No, it was looking into that one uh, the car window mm-hmm. of that one couple, just kinda checking it out, just seeing mm-hmm. what was going on. Maybe there's something to that. I don't know. 
Maybe there is. I sure hope we find out one day. All right. I think we got, uh, Dave, you got a bunch of Patreon to read. Patreon, uh, new patrons with uh, being off last week. Well, first up, I have a make good from a long time ago, Mike. Okay. So shout out to patron Kylie Atwood. Apparently, Mike, you called her Kyle. Okay. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> All right. I saw this posted somewhere and uh, I thought it would uh, do a make good. Like just for recently her. posted or were you like going back? Like this it was in one of the message event? boards somewhere. Oh. I just happened to see it when I was uh, seeing what was going on. You got message boards out there with us? You know, the groups, the the comments, the posts, somewhere. I, I forget where it was. I wrote it down. I go, well, that's not very nice, Kylie. Mike called you Kyle. All right. Thank you, new patrons. Must love it to pay for it. We're talking about hookers or Patreon? <laughs> Could Rich- be all the above. <laughs> Rochelle, Chase.Flowered Clips. Flowered Clips. Hope I did that right. All right. Garrett Pons, Sydney Schreiber, Jacob Bright, Corndog, Zach Dion, Tracy Turnstall, Tanyel Kerr, Elijah Gomez, Adam Pagano, J.D. Keener, Barry Mapole. <laughs> Neva, <laughs> Neva Tilly, Stone Cold Dong Austin, Kate Wolf, Alice Thompson, Laura Butt, Cassandra Beats, Saf89, Mel Wandering, King Jimmy 208, Brandon Shimmer, Schmirin, Tessa Graham, Just For Me, Italian Sweet Pea, Jill Maple, Chris Basham, Chloe, Tanita K, Carmen, Green Bastard Parts Unknown, Ronnie Cook, Nate the Asshat, Charlene Bushbacher, Tantrum, Jesse Green, Raylene Knight, Steelers Cuck the Browns. Oh, you wish, pal. <laughs> yeah, take a sip of whiskey after that one. Actually, the Steelers cuck the Browns every every year, usually twice a year. So you are correct, sir. Typically, that is true. <laughs> Weren't there no illusions here in Cleveland? <laughs> Ilya Hensel, Spartan 117, Charlie Tennant, Callum Brune, Ain Agnew, Amanda Anthony, Bob on my knob like that crack whore Betty Hill. Damn. Jesse Riggle. Hen diggity dog from Australia. Ian may sound like a potato, but Mike sounds like a 40-year-old sassy Ohio lady that loves her wine. (laughs) That's a whole story there, buddy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Jeremy Hill. Eric Jackson. Hyde. Caden Smith. Dana Tyson, Chris Lang, Dylan, Alwyn Ashwath, The Polo 208, Bizballs, Jenna, Jen, Alex Ham, Valerie Sarwark, Connor Miller, Marinara Stew, Levi Brown, Corey Brown, Travis Ricketts, Los Mahia, Big large goose man laying eggs all over the floor in your apartment's lobby, probably just for fun, but maybe for <laughs> revenge. Jesus. <laughs> goose J. Seelan. Harry Balzania. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Franz Sturm, Nicole Fayard, Ryan Huff, Tatiana, Misty Dolovich, Mark Taddy, Shay Steenson, Mike's Big Clit, Exotic Booty Snatcher, Loose Cunt. <laughs> How's that spelled? Lou, and then Scunt, S-K-U-N-T. My Wi-Fi name is Nickelback Did Nothing Wrong, Hannah, Mike Oxmells, Samantha Cryer, Brooke Shook, Carol Denis, Trey G, Gabor Vizi, Jade, Melissa Hagler, Sarah Wheeler, Amy Block, Jessica, Dave Lelig, Scott Phillips, Stephanie Adaran, Mr. Tits Pervert, Kelsey Ray, Akits, Christine C, Bigfoot with hockey hair, Hey Would You Give Me a Front Rubbin, Andrea Jones, James Peters, Fragments of Juvia, Jess, Greg's November 12th playlist, You Mama, and John Krasinski. Thank you all. The actor? Very much. No, not the actor. <laughs> that sucks. Quite a different spelling. Maybe he changes the spelling for on screen. Oh, that could be. That's his real legal <laughs> like, name. Like John Voight in Seinfeld. <laughs> Ian, what do you got? For iTunes, I have one for Dick Farts for Jesus. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, Mom5132. Um, she says that we mentioned the movie The Lighthouse, mm-hmm. and that she rented it for three ninety nine based on our recommendation. Oh, and nice! It's the worst three ninety nine she's ever. Seen. Oh, come she on! Like it wasn't that bad. I don't remember uh, discussing that. You've seen that movie, right? I don't even think I've ever heard of it. And apparently, we discussed it. Robert Pattinson and uh, oh, William no, Defoe. I have not seen it. It's different. It was shot in black and white. Mm-hmm. It was wild, and it's like like that small. I can't remember how, what that's called. Um, like that real small square. Oh, the the formatting of the yeah, like the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's really small on the screen. It's not the that's full right. screen. Yeah. It's a horror film. Uh, it's like a it's a drama. It's something. It's a, it's a weird one. And I don't remember us discussing this, yeah. but apparently you owe this lady four bucks. Well, spoiler alert: we're going to be talking about it at the end of the month too, because it's based off of uh, something we're going to be talking about. Yeah, the real story. All yeah. right. That was the second movie of uh, who? The guy that made The Witch, right? That sounds right. Robert, I can't remember his name. I believe that was the his second movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I really fun. liked it. It was cool. Sorry, mom. Fifty-one thirty-two. You're wrong. <laughs> Someone else t- tweeted us about how. I'll- how wrong I was about hereditary the other day. I'm like, just stop. You're being absurd. You might not like hereditary, but as a horror did fan, we, you need to acknowledge that it was a cool fucking movie. Was her, did we discuss hereditary on the Patreon show that we released on Sunday? Cause that's a really random message to have gotten. Oh, I don't know. We haven't, when was the last time we discussed? Yeah, hereditary? That's a good question. Maybe, maybe we discussed it on the, what, it, what, what show was it that we, that really, Matthew Hoffman, maybe we discussed it on, we could have. Yeah. So that's a really random message to that's get. That's true. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, Friday 13th, 8, Jason takes Manhattan <laughs> is more more up your alley, sir, something you'll be able to understand. Is that a real <laughs> movie? Is that a real movie? Yeah. Jason takes Manhattan. He punches a guy's head off. Well, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Friday the 13th movies are so ridiculous. 
I, I, I feel like <laughs> yes, this... I know we watched one for our movie show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord, it was bad. But I feel like there's some horror movie fans that watched a couple, you know, Halloween's and Friday the 13th. And then if it's not like if that's not the movie, like, oh, this sucks. This is a stupid yeah. horror movie. You guys suck. You have no taste. <laughs> like, all right. I don't like everything either, but I I recognize good filmmaking. And you know, just because it's not always my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't call it a bad horror movie. Remember that one time you told me Halloween 3 was good? And then we rewatched it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And it was no good. It's so bad. A lot, a lot of real horror fans love that movie. And I'll be honest, I, I thought it was good when you know from back in the old days. But when we rewatched it, I was like, mm, this isn't as good as I remember. Do you think they like it because it's like cool to like that one and like not the other ones? Like, oh, it's we're very cool like, to like Halloween gonna, Three now. We're gonna in the be like all oh, like yeah. the hipsters, and we're gonna like Halloween Three, and like it. There's I, some of that. I I think I've only seen it twice, and both times like. It's just unwatchable. It's so bad. I don't. It wasn't as good as I remember. Even if it wasn't a Halloween, just its own thing. It's a terrible movie. Anyways, it's not good. But if you come to me and tell me Hereditary is terrible and a stupid movie, like I'm not taking you seriously as a horror fan. No, you might not that. like it, but it's fucking cool. It's a good movie. It's the best horror. Super movie. fun it's in the top top five. Absolutely. Um, Dragon Geist thirteen. Afton's mom, greatest podcast ever. Fucking A. Asking Alexandria is perfect. <laughs> wow. Perfect. That's a bold statement. Yeah. Uh, KNP Mendoza has had a whole bunch of letters. Alyssa appreciates you and JK4578. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Dave, anything else over there? Yeah, I got a couple uh, military shout outs. Jacob Fisher, active duty Coast Guard, and uh, Eric Meyer, active duty Air Force. So thank you both for your service. Appreciate you listening. And I have a couple uh, international shout-outs. Maddie Bellatti in uh, Great Britain and Matabui in Canada. Very similar names there tonight yeah. for the two international shout-outs. So. Hmm. wonder if they're related. Thank you so much. <laughs> Never know. Uh, you guys got anything else? I don't think we do. No. I might have some weird nightmares tonight, I'm thinking. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow we'll have to rendezvous and figure out who had what dreams and who saw what. This is all floating around in the back of my head. It has been all day. Hmm. All right. Well, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Necronomapod. Uh, Patreon.com. Search Necronomapod to find all of our bonus content. Three episodes uh, a month bonus at the $5 level. Uh, you get a special fourth bonus episode a month if you're at the $10 level. Um, we have uh, merch on, what is it, Spring mm-hmm. and Amazon. Check that out. Spring ships uh, worldwide. And uh, um, our website, necro- necronomapod.com, and we have a link tree uh, posted on all of our socials to, to find all of our stuff. So check us out. Thanks. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers.